Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we, your tavern keepers, explore the realm of memories, things long forgotten now being reborn to enhance your D&D campaigns, help you create greater characters and create memories that are going to last forever. I'm your host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the lovely other tavern keepers that there are too many adjectives to describe who they are, and I'm talking only about the good ones. And today, we're going to introduce Kendall first, because I always feel like Kendall's usually in the last two, and I always feel bad. So, Kendall, how was your Christmas? It's... I got a lot of good presents, saw family, it was good. What was the best gift you guys got, and why was it the player's handbook that you guys now officially own and need a read-through? You, know, <laughs> you can't make me. The best gift we got was the player's handbook, and I am so excited to read it and annotate it with my husband, and we're going to learn it, and we're going to know it back-to-back. And speaking of husband... Sam, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us why you're so excited to read the player's handbook? Jokes on all of you. Also, by the way, I'm Sam. I can't read. It's been a facade this whole time. <laughs> Hunter, introduce yourself and tell us real quick how your Christmas was. Hello, my name is Hunter. My Christmas was good. It was good. Ate some food. Let's go. Haley. Hello, everyone. I'm Haley. My Christmas was really good. There How was go. yours, Brayden? My Christmas was good. I really enjoyed it. It's been it's been a good Christmas, good holiday season. I think that I can say that for I don't actually I won't speak for you guys. It's been a good holiday season for me and my wife. So I'm not I can't complain at all. Um so with that introductions done, we're going to hop right into the episode. And something we've talked about as we've discussed what to do for episodes and all that is one of your guys' favorite episodes is when we shared our favorite Dungeons & Dragons moments. We did that our third episode, um, so that was back in July. That was part of the three we re- originally released when the podcast came out. We were like, we've had almost six months of D&D playing. That's like three sessions for the Monday night group. Um, yep. Not really. We've been really, we've been a lot better, okay? Can we say, can we agree on that we've been a lot better? Yeah. We're getting there. We're okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but we've had a lot more experiences since then. And there's some that we weren't able to talk about uh, in that episode. So we are here back for a part two of our favorite, most memorable uh, D&D moments that we've had ever since we've played Dungeons and Dragons. And I just repeated myself, but that's fine. So let's go ahead. Who has a favorite moment that they want to share uh, of D&D. I can also kick us off because I have one that is, it was probably my, I don't know. I, I, I didn't talk a lot about my very first campaign that I played in. Um, but over the past like month or two, I've kind of been reminiscing about it because I've really missed playing in a campaign. And my very first character was a dragonborn druid um, his whole backstory was that his clan gave him up because he wasn't who, like, people didn't, he wasn't the chosen one like they wanted him to, so they went and gave him to a hermit. Uh, the hermit trained him in the dru- ways of the druid, and then the, he was sent off on a quest to go stop this death curse. And by f- one of my most memorable moments of that campaign, it was me and some coworkers of mine, was actually when my character almost died. Uh, we were fighting a bunch of goblins. I believe they were like goblins. Um, and we were trying to get like the head of the leader so that we could take it to the shaman who could shrink it and it could be like a magical item for us. And my character got knocked down so fast. And for the next like four or five rounds, we were all terrified we were going to die. But they kept spare the dying me, which meant that I went from the dying state just to being unconscious like each and every single round. And it was so nerve wracking. Like I almost vomited because I was just so nervous that my character that I had grown to love and um, appreciate and love their story was about to die and I'd have to make a new one. And this was like my very first character I ever created. And 
now I'm over here and he was able to survive. Luckily, we won the fight. We got the head, got the head shrunk and all that stuff. That character has now become a staple in like almost every D&D thing that I do. While playing Baldur's Gate 3, that's the character I'm playing. Uh, in the Monday, the Wednesday night campaign, they've actually met this character because he, he traveled. He got like sucked into this world. I don't know. There's a backstory for that. Um, but that moment right there was the moment I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I really enjoy this made up character and I have a connection to him now. And it was it was super impactful and changed the way I looked at D&D and player characters as a whole. Love it. Um, one one recent one, we did a Christmas one shot the other week. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys missed we... a good one shot. <laughs> Unless you was... listen to it. Oh, no, this no, is the private one. Oh, the one that I put yeah, on. You yeah, cut that out. Nope, I'm no, keeping it on. Let you expose yourself. Um, man, I was tired for that. But anyways, there is this incredible sequence of events that happened. So I was playing a warlock, and I only have two spell slots to use. But it was hilarious what happened. I was trying. We were all of us on a rooftop, trying to make <laughs> our way to a Christmas tree in the center of the town. That was like, I, I'm still not even. It was like enchanting the village folk, something like that. But um, I was just out of range to be able to Eldritch Blast it, and the entire group devised this elaborate plan to launch me f to the next roof. And so it was like, it was like 10 minutes of everybody just sitting there and discussing me. I'm like, okay, we're going to line it up this way. This person's going to do this. This person's going to do this. And they eventually got me over. I still wasn't close enough, and so I just... I said screw it and I just jumped off the roof and cast fly on myself. So, <laughs> so that like ten minutes of discussion was just for nothing for me to cast fly. Okay, but you're forgetting the best part. The gap that you had to jump was only five feet. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, Brayden told us that oh. after we did everything. <laughs> because it's a lot more fun just to let you guys do stuff. You didn't ask about it. That's true. It's true. You get, it, it, the jump was about five feet. You made it over three houses. I did, yeah. yeah. They yeeted me. And you, Frank was already over there. Mitchell's character was waiting for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, you guys, you guys came up with this elaborate plan to launch your warlock friend over to try to get closer to Eldritch Blast the Tree when he could have just used fly right away and um, been closer and already been there. I, I honestly, it did cross my mind as they were going through this elaborate plan just to jump off and cat, cast fly. But I was like, nah, let's just let's let them see what they can come up with and see how it goes. Just let them cook for a bit, see what happens. Yeah. Let yeah. them cook, let them cook. Yeah, Glark Criswold. <laughs> Glark Criswold. That's a name. Oh my gosh. Oh. You think that's a name? Oh uh, boy. <laughs> this is something that I wanted to talk about. The other Brayden from the Monday group. Wednesday played a group. bard. Yes, Wednesday group, sorry. Um, he played a bard named Karaya Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's absolutely amazing. fantastic. And it, That's he, so good. He killed it. It was oh so good. Oh my gosh. We don't we haven't really talked much about Brayden and his uh his his role playing, but let's just say Brayden has become one of the most fun. D&D players to play with because you have seen he enjoyed the game when he first started and but you can I have slowly seen his love for the game grow and grow and grow where a few weeks ago he was well I think it was like a few months ago he, he was just like oh I want to get the player's handbook and all that stuff he's been texting me recently mm -hmm. about his characters in the other campaign trying to get some stuff and then just the Christmas one shot was just like almost a climax of all of this um work that he's put in into just creating Kariah Mary, the bard, the elvish elf bard um, who wanted to seduce Santa. Killed it. Fantastic. It, it's a round of applause. A round of applause for him. Now, you guys missed a fun one shot. It was, it was definitely just a goof off. We had, and then Mitch's character was just named Frank, and I don't know why that killed me too, because it's just over here, and then you got Frank. <laughs> it, it was it was a super fun uh 
uh, one shot. And that's that's a big reason why I love one shots as well is because they provide this uh, non-serious way to play D&D. Not that we play our main campaigns like super duper serious, but one shots are just at least how I run them and how I play them is just me mega mess around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why, like, last episode, we talked, last time we did this, we talked about Leon and Noel, the rats that were tied together with their uh, uh, friend they Dave. Rat they were rat king together with their brother Dave. And another uh -huh. idea of a phenomenal character in a one shot. Mm. That's, That's one so way good. of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What are some other memorable moments? Uh, whether it's been recently or ones you remembered from the like further than uh, the last episode, what are some other ones you guys think of? I remember an intense moment we had with the Wednesday group. This was back during our pirate arc where we went under the ocean in our ship. Our ship became a submarine. It was great. And we found the, the Kraken cult people. And the entire place started coming down, which you can't survive that if you're in an underwater. I'm gonna. Well, how would you describe it? I'm just gonna call it a castle, even a though temple. it wasn't temple. There you go. We were in an underwater temple. Everything started coming down, it, earthquakes and all that jazz. So Brayden gave us a a problem that we had to deal with. Captain, or the the captain of the ship we were on, Captain Reed, his his family, his wife and his daughter, were trapped in this uh like balcony-esque area while rubble was coming down so we had to escape and we had the option to save them too as well that was stressful even though it was pretty easy to do that got me quaking in my little turtle boots <laughs> and i, I did kind of cheat a little bit because i i am a very fast turtle in that campaign and i also had misty steps so i got there pretty quickly but it was exciting to, to experience. And I love moments like that where you have that option, but your survival is at stake. What I love about um, that moment right there and how you explained it is that that's not at all how I envisioned it, which is the beauty of D&D. &D. Because you imagine it one way while someone else imagines it one way and you each get your own personal experience of that moment together. So it's like super cool that, that you bring it up like that because how I envisioned it and probably how Kendall envisioned it is very is different than the way um, we, we everyone else perceived it. My, yeah, my, sure. my perception of it is the correct perception. It's true. If I always ask 100%. Sam after um, each session, I'm like, how did you envision this so I can retcon everything I thought of? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> Thankfully. Haley and Kendall, what are some of your guys' favorites? Uh, you go first, Haley. Okay, so um, my friend actually reminded me of this one. We were playing a one-shot where my brother-in-law was the DM, and he did a fantastic job. It was his first time ever, ever DMing. Like, it was super fun. It was a level 20 camp, like, one-shot. For his it first time? His first time, yes. Oh my gosh. And he did, he did amazing. Like, it's still probably one of my favorite one-shots I've ever played in. But the way that he described a certain scene we still make fun of it to this day and he hates us for it but it was so funny so we were in this room with a bunch of stuffed animals not like toy stuffed animals but like dead stuffed animals like taxidermy yes okay but they were they were giant and the way he described it was beads the size of a goose and a goose so big it could sit on a house like a nest but I don't know why, but we lost it at the fact that he used goose two times in a row. It's probably not funny to you guys, but in the moment, I can't even explain why it was so funny. But it is, to this day, one of my favorite memories ever. You could say that was pretty silly goose of him, wasn't it? It was oh. pretty silly goose of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the podcast and I'm never coming back. 
Bye, Sam. Okay. Hey, come back when you read the player's handbook. Oh! <laughs> That's my most memorable moment, is uh, making fun of you guys for not reading the player's handbook. <laughs> Thanks for the pity laugh, Hunter. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right, Kendall, give us yours. Um, so this was a lot of fun. This happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, so my dad is a leader in a youth church group for our church. And he needed to come up with an activity. And he heard the kids in his youth groups talking about how they wanted to learn how to play D&D. So he actually texted me and asked if I could teach them how to play D&D. And um, I said yes. And so a couple weeks ago, a bunch of 14-year-olds came into my house and I DM'd for them. And it was so much fun to see them coming out of their shells. Some of them were just confident and ready to go from the start, but some were really quiet. But they they just really enjoyed it. Uh, and I don't know. It just felt really good to help kids of that age come out of their shell and to have fun in a way that isn't super conventional. I love that. Yeah, it was so much fun. Shoot out ideas if you have them. We're, we're okay to just, just go, go. There doesn't need to be an order to this. Um, when Rachel and I in the Monday group created a union in the devil camp. Yes. Pretty good. Um, Rachel Unions and I... would exist in the devil camp. <laughs> Rachel and I had um, disguised ourselves as fellow devils so we could get a layout of this camp because we were supposed to go in and free the captives that they had in their mine. And I climbed up one of the towers, not realizing that there was another devil up there. So they asked where I had been. And I said, oh, I was on my bathroom break. And he was like, we don't get breaks. So I spent, I don't know, at least 15-ish minutes trying to unionize this devil camp. And you know what? It worked out in the end. It worked for that guy. I believe that. <laughs> I think he's still out. He's out there putting unions together. I believe in him. <laughs> I believe in bathroom guy. We love bathroom my, guy. <laughs> my question for Brayden is, did you introduce a new NPC to union bust this new union? Oh, they don't know yet. <laughs> did you hire scabs? Well, you, you want to know who the union buster really was? It was Haley. She killed them all. Other I didn't him. kill him. Other than him. I... She killed everyone else that would be in the union. <laughs> so what did we learn? Unions Unionize or bad. die. Unionize or die. <laughs> nice. Amen, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, goodness. I, I, in the, oh, need some, okay, that's going to be cut no, out. What I didn't know you spoke draconic. He's speaking draconic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you made that joke. I'm keeping it in. Gosh darn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to say something and then I completely lost my train of thought. Um, you know how to speak. That's what you did. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to speak, guys. I need to go back to a uh, elementary school. Where do you learn to speak? I guess like three years old. Never mind. Um, favorite D and D moments. Gosh, there's so many. Like, but at the same time, I can't think of like I have so many in my brain, but it's also like I don't remember any right now. Uh, <laughs> you guys keep going. You guys go, and then I'll and then I'll think and give you guys some. Going back to the Monday night group, I can't. I think it was the the next session that we did, um, after we just after well after Haley decided to unionize all the devils, um, we we had a guest, uh, Tony. Big shout out! He was absolutely amazing. Um, we found these. They're basically hell motorcycles. They're called Devil's Rides. And we took them to chase down just this little caravan. And there was this moment during this whole sequence as we're all like fighting on our bikes, trying to attack the, the caravan drivers and some of the escorts. 
there's this moment that it did not even like cross my mind to try doing something like this but tony took his bike maneuvered it right in front of one of the other bikes that belonged to one of the escorts and then he proceeded to just misty step off of his bike onto the caravan which caused the dude behind him to run into i believe he ran into it right and just yeah, crashed he yeah he was it was dope i was it was it, it was just something i did not think of doing and i was i was very impressed shout out to tony yeah that was so cool if if Tony wants, he can come join Monday Night Group. I would not say no. Tony. How about Wednesday Night Group? He, he knows yeah, Monday Night Group. give us some love. You guys huh? already have love, okay? That spot's reserved I for Daniel. Tony. I met Tony. Okay, but you were, he wasn't part of your group, okay? You guys Get can fight over Tony off stream. You guys can fight over Tony off stream. Off stream? Monday Group stream. Monday group gets Tony because I know Tony first. So. <laughs> then we I get Daniel like... because we knew Daniel first. That's fine. Well, Daniel, come Daniel, back. Does Daniel send you memes? Yes, he does. Oh, dang. Never mind. I thought no, it was that, special. No, Daniel sends. Daniel is the meme lord. I mean, him just send each other D&D memes. Oh, you it's guys great. send each other memes too? That's sick. Yeah. yeah I, I miss you, Daniel. I want to play with you more. Kinky. Anyway, like that. um, <laughs> go ahead, spitball more stuff. Yo, you remember the time I landed a critical slap on a child? <laughs> what? I remember this. For absolutely no reason. I was like, I got nothing else to do with my bonus section. I'm going to slap a child. Oh, <laughs> oh was yeah. that the one shot? Yeah, the Christmas one shot. Smacked little orphan John. <laughs> that poor child. What did he ever do to you? He tried to steal my the little pocket toy. Pile. My pocket yep. pal. What pocket did your pal. character need it for? My kids. I got two boys. What would your kids say knowing that you slapped an orphan? Good job, Dad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, wow. They probably would knowing how you acted. Yes. <laughs> I would just say how fun all the one-shots have been on the podcast. I've been they loving have. them. Yeah. They've been so fun. When I learned that we were fighting Zuxmoy and ha learned how to oh. pronounce that name properly. <laughs> that was the most the fun part. Zuck, yeah. You <laughs> called her Mushroom Mommy. <laughs> we did call her Mushroom Mommy. No, the moment you, because you were telling us, you're like, oh, I was going to do this plant or whatever. And then I saw this one and I had to do it. And you told me what book it was. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it. And then... During the first part one of that episode, I was just like, oh, shoot. No way. She would not pull out this level 23 demon uh, uh, lord on us. Demon lady. And I was just like, no, no way. But all the signs were pointing to it. And it was just insane. Was there? Okay, I have a question about that, Haley. That I want answered here. Was there mm -hmm. anything in the one teenage girl that we murdered's room that would have pointed us towards that um let me pull up my notes actually so i can give you an honest answer that's actually a great question because i feel like we turned that room inside out exactly yeah. i looked for everything in there i was like I, no, i'm pretty there has sure to be something i'm pretty sure you guys did find a druid's like book and a book on the local um flora and fauna oh, interest yeah, in that, oh, yeah. that well let's just say that you did so good at playing it off like it meant nothing that you had me just flabbergasted to want to do for the rest of the thing thank you thank you <laughs> it's just too bad you couldn't knock any of us down brother it's you're just welcome. too bad that hunter's a cheater <laughs> what do you mean i can't no she actually she knocked me down did you get knocked down? Yeah, I got knocked down. I almost died. Mm-hmm. That's no good. And then I saved you. And I appreciate that greatly. No, we I got needed you. I'm a bird. It was great fun. <laughs> That's because I just played smart, okay? And then I summoned a, a demon on their, uh, on the town on accident. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oopsies. All part of the plan. 
Well, can I also just say the feast of the dire bramble? The fact that none of us saw it building up to a giant turkey. <laughs> I, I I still kick myself over that. That like all the signs there was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's we're finding giant bird feathers. That like I think you said they were brown too. I was like, all of this is like it's a giant turkey, and none of us put it together. <laughs> I'm still pissed. I really am. I'm like I I think I, about it. I'm just like you've got to be kidding me. I kicked myself I about it, so, but it's hilarious. I thought it was so obvious. Apparently, we we're, were just not good way at... way too hard about it. Apparently, we're all just <laughs> dumb. That's what it is. I couldn't get over the pile of seals. Oh, yeah. I, after after <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> that, I could yeah. not think of anything else. What was yeah, the number good. one? It 83. Was like, 83? <laughs> 83 <laughs> seals. I should get rolled a d100. Is it a pot of seals? Is that the proper term? I have no idea. We, if we did, we murdered a few. Uh, group name for seals. Uh, a bob, a herd, or a harem? Harem! Called a harem. Yeah, a that, harem that of seals. <laughs> that is the largest harem of seals I think could ever exist. Gosh. And they were all dead. Good yeah. job, team. Way to go. Luckily, hey, we weren't the ones that murdered it, okay? That's the first. No. That's a win in our book. That's, That's a true. win. We didn't <laughs> do the massive murdering. We just murdered a no. child in the Christmas campaign. Yeah, no children died in the Bramble one. Killed one in the Christmas campaign. No, no children died Halloween. from our hands. Yeah. And yeah. thanks for saving my daughter. Of course. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. When I when you were talking about that warrior dude uh, that she ended up marrying, I thought she he was like an older dude, and like in my mind it was just like, oh, she's replaced me. He's replaced me as like her father. That's why my character was pissed and walked away. And mm. then you're like, oh, and they get married, and I was just like, oh, this makes total sense. <laughs> oh, wasn't a father figure, and I'll repeat it. It was a daddy figure, and we leave oh it at God. that. Go settle down. <laughs> okay, can you remember how suspicious all of us were of the one dude who went back to the ship? I can't remember. I still who. don't oh my trust that man. I still I don't trust him. I was completely fine with him. That like came out of nowhere. I was like, why? Why did they suspect him? He was literally just because he surprised. worked with the king, and he was hitting on my mom. Oh yeah, That's true. <laughs> hitting on your mom. That is true. He's an adventurer, of course. He was hitting on your mom. Mm, cringe. All adventurers <laughs> so hit on the Hunter's reason. Mom. The reason <laughs> I was so concerned is because we were the only ship that rode out there with him, and he just rolled back. Yeah, he's like this mighty warrior who like helped settle this place, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna leave." And then he just and left. Everybody's dead. Yeah, it's it was just yeah. like. And it's just like it doesn't make sense. And then we went forward, and we see this city that's missing. And immediately, I'm just like, okay, why is it in my mind? In um, uh, Calvis's mind, I think that was his name, um, Calvis. In his mind, it was just, oh shoot, this guy brought people over here to kill them and leave them stranded here because we had just seen the village that the that we were supposed to be at the settlement completely destroyed and abandoned. None of our family was there. And he wasn't with us, and there was no other people with us. So it's just like he's just going to take that ship and run. A really elaborate prank. Oh, it was <laughs> it was a plan to get us away, like to kill us. And then he'd do that with the same people, just do it over and over again with people. It's just I don't know. I don't trust him. And if I saw him again, I would kill him. Fair enough. Okay, shoot. Just like we killed the mayor. Ooh, also, big shout out to Candle for role playing those dogs for me. That was oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> Any okay. successful DM needs to know how to role play a dog. It was Can great. I... All my dogs you are just... going to be Minnesotan. Okay, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Not right now. I'm not, I'm not playing a dog. I'm braided. I'm not in a DM mode right now. <laughs> Another fun moment that kind of from my very first campaign that made me laugh a ton is we had a player join us and the first person he played I guess he didn't really enjoy a ton um so he brought we brought in another person who ended up being um and then that 
his original player just kind of became an NPC. And so he was the captain of a ship. And with the ship, he, um, I don't know what happened, but we had these like mushrooms that we gave him. And he got completely high off his rocker. All right. And we're going to try to find him because we're like, hey, let's go. And we look and he's on the back balcony of the captain's quarters, butt naked, just like high off his rocker, staring off into this cove. After we well, just, what would you do? I know it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking. It's freaking funny because we had just killed like 30 pirates. We killed the Black Skull, I think the guy's name was, like this evil skeleton pirate. We just killed him. Um, it was insane. Probably the most intense few minutes of <laughs> like combat I've ever had in D and D because it was like 30 pirates against four people, um, and we won somehow. And then we go back, and this guy's high off his rocker, naked, butt naked. Uh, at the back of his captain's quarters. And we saw his captain's <laughs> hind quarters. It was hilarious. He wasn't even with us. He was just on the boat. Nice. He didn't know. He was just butt naked high off his mind. And it was hilarious. <laughs> he was celebrating something. Oh, he was celebrating something. All right. <laughs> those, those shrooms he found. That's what he was celebrating. Um, another one that my friend also just reminded me of. Uh, I played with this group for probably like three or four years, and we don't play together anymore because of, you know, life stuff. Um, but my friend was playing, I think he was a fighter orc or a barbarian orc something. And he did end up doing the dumping the intelligence stat for the heavy hitter trope. And I think his intelligence was a negative two. Or oh something like that. Nice. It was to the point he couldn't even read. It was canon that his character could not read. Nice. But he was very religious. The one time um, he was praying, and I decided I my character was going to pray with him. I rolled a nat twenty, and my god instantly told me everything I needed to know. He rolled a one, and Whoa. the DM was like, "You know what? You're." God is busy right now, but he's going to send you a letter. So we got a note from his God that he could not read because he was too stupid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so sad. That's and he, rough. He wouldn't let anyone else read the note. So to this day, we still don't know what his God was trying to tell him. Oh, Ooh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. It was very funny. Does it keep you up at night still? I I completely forgot about it until she told me like two minutes ago. You should um message that player and be like, tell us the note now. Ooh, we are not on speaking terms anymore. Don't message Whoa. the player then. Nope, don't do that. Message Whoa, the DM. Please. Are you not on speaking terms with the DM? I'm trying to think of who the DM was. So I'll take that. You it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because in that group we would all rotate. Who would? DM the next campaign and I just couldn't remember. Oh, okay. I think it was I think it was Richard, maybe. We'll see. Richard. Richard. Um, I have one where I was really proud of myself. Because I finally studied my character sheet. Is it without oh, you know what a bonus action is? I learned what a bonus action is and I saved our butts because we are in a really tough spot right now. We're uh, like in this forest that is like made of, is it made of iron, Brayden? No, it's, it's so it's, it's, a, it's cursed by iron is what okay. it is. <laughs> um, so like members of our party have like iron, like growing, well, not growing, like infecting them. And there's just a butt ton of monsters and it's really spooky. And I have ferrofluid fluid for blood now. Yes, you do. Um, and uh, sorry if I sound nasally. I think I'm getting sick. Anyway. But uh, we had a bunch of like skeletons and zombies that popped up. And me, having read my character sheet, realized I have this cool thing called Turn Undead. Yeah, wow. And I turned the undead and I was so happy and proud of myself. That's Dead. all. Amy loves Turn Undead. No, I don't. She's constantly oh, telling on. us it's one of her favorites. No, I'm not. 
<laughs> Remember that time I used it to destroy half of an encounter? Me 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 me. Very oh. mature. Hand. That was such Whoa. a good impression. Oh my god! Thank you, it's, Kendall. This is actually very spot on. <laughs> I also still think about how Sam defeated the turkey by Captain hooking it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back up. We need that um, more. I'm like, I'm both like amused by that, but also like really pissed about it too. <laughs> Can we talk about the beauty of a new D DM with that one shot? Um, mm -hmm. Because Kendall, this was her first time Real, I guess it wasn't your first time, but this was like, I'm just going to use the term first time, like DMing, like an yeah. actual D&D session. And, and she did it for all of you guys to hear, like, and she did a phenomenal job. Um, well, it was you. really good. Thank you. The you best part about it is you could tell that she overprepared. She yeah. had everything down. And no, I don't, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's better to be overprepared because... Because since you were overprepared, you were ready for whatever we did. And then I look at, like, me when I prepare. It's literally, I could show you my notes for both your guys' campaigns. I probably haven't written anything down. And for your guys' Wednesday night, probably 50 sessions. Like, I have everything in my head, but I underprepare. And you overpreparing made that one shot so fun and just memorable in that sense like we we you led us on this wild turkey chase and <laughs> made it just so entertaining and so fun for that oh good thank you i'm so glad you guys enjoyed it and then i overcorrected i would say with the christmas one where i was just like we'll just do battle royale let's I, just kill each other no it was fun <laughs> it was fun yeah. it was. i know i was upset but i had fun the duality of DMing, over-preparing, and then Battle Royale, where you're just like, eh, we'll kill each other. And the best part about it is no one needs to know. Exactly. Like, we still have great sessions, and I don't prepare. Yeah. I actually, I have been working. That's something, if you guys don't know, I don't know if I've said it really a ton on the podcast. Monday Night Group, uh, and sorry if you're a redheaded stepchild, we love you, and we appreciate, and we know <laughs> where you guys are. And that's why I'm bringing this up. Uh, Monday Night Group was the redheaded stepchild of my D and D groups. Just not really loved. Uh, maybe I don't know. You get, but really, but we I didn't could super tell too. I didn't good. put a lot of work into Monday Night, and then Wednesday Night is I, I created Kerrigan, Kerrigan all for the Wednesday Night campaign. So like I have your guys' whole campaign basically basically planned out. Um. And then Monday night, I kind of have just been going along, but I've recently been really, really trying to make both groups like really plan and think them out. So in Monday night group, they just reached the city in hell uh, where they're going to discuss help for um, the assembly of Onyx, this uh, liberation group trying to free the Fae folks from hell. And they're going to discuss with the, the dragonborn that are, protecting the sigil of team up blah 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 there's a lot of backstory they're going to, they went into this town and i could say i think that was one of our best sessions we've ever had at least for me specifically as a dm i felt like descriptions were really good the characters you guys met were fun like i thought overall it was a super duper fun um episode an episode uh session even though it wasn't there wasn't a lot that went on it was just kind of describing the town you guys were in and then with hey. Wednesday night group, sorry, they, let me finish this. Mo, the Molewood Bluffs, where they are right now, these set of islands that are held by this curse. Like, I've really tried to put a lot more effort into, into that and into your guys' campaigns to give these memories um, to, to y'all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Those monkey things, I still think about them. Monkey things? The howlers. Like, the howlers, that was it. Am I thinking of something wrong? The things that I don't think that that's were, what they were called. They were howling. They were yeah. Oh, the Those, bodax. You can cut that out, by the way. The yeah, bodax. The bodax. Yeah, yes, I, they were bo the ones that horsemen. almost uh, made you guys go unconscious. You, you go unconscious. Yeah, and I failed a wisdom saving throw or something. No, you succeeded on it. Because if you failed oh, it, you yeah. would have gone unconscious. 
You dropped oh, the yeah, zero I hit points. And you still took like 32 psychic damage. Yeah, it was a but, lot of damage. But yeah, they were Bodex. It was right after we had our Halloween um, episode where we talked about the scariest monsters. I was like, oh, I'll throw in some Bodex. Yeah. yeah, that was that was scary, especially when I succeeded that check, and I still took that much da- that much damage. It really like put into perspective to me how hazardous the place we're in is. Oh, it's not gonna be easy. Yeah, it's definitely like we're you, bringing things to the next level. And this is, and you guys are just in the beginning of that, Hunter. What we're gonna yeah. say. Oh, I was going to say on a lighter note that we made the Muffin Man cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Muffin Man is real? Well, yeah. he's known as the Muffin Merchant. The Muffin Merchant. Everyone keep calling me the Muffin Man. That's not my name. No, he loves it. The Muffin Merchant, and he's awesome. What was his name? Let me pull that up. It was Bruckthit. Bruckthit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bruckthit's a Muffin name. Merchant. Merchant. I like that name a lot. I love him. A black dragonborn. The most important NPC now. He is. Yep. He's oh, their uh, mob kid. He is their mob kid. <laughs> I, I will a little little spoiler. I'm starting to go. I was originally thinking that mob kid would just be like you know that I wasn't gonna work on him, but I'm kind of like, huh? What is mob kid's uh, backstory? So I've kind of been thinking of mob kid's backstory a little bit more now. As you should. He is the main character. <laughs> he is love it. <laughs> we're not the main characters mop kid, mop kid. love how he doesn't even have a name it's just mop kid oh that reminded me um so since daniel moved to paris sad 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 days uh he his character farin was also a cleric because my character is a cleric um and so he, the reason we gave him, uh, sorry, I'm not explaining as well, but the excuse we gave him to not be around anymore was that he needed to study this anomaly. Um, and I was talking with his character and saying, you know, like, are you going to come with us? Are you staying? What's the deal? <laughs> And he said uh, he's going to stay and study this because he feels like it's very urgent. And um, I feel like my character and his character have gotten the closest. Like, if there were to be best friends in the group, it would be Farron and Bast. Um, So as a little joke and also like kind of a meaningful goodbye to Farron for now, I was just... I just went to Brayden and I was like, super secret cleric handshake. And we just had a cute little handshake moment. And I don't know, that was really sweet. I'll give a little backstory. I think we need to do an episode of our, and talk about our campaigns. You guys can ask me questions about thoughts, um, like why certain things happened or what would have happened if not. And we can just kind of discuss our campaigns. Um, yeah, because I think it'd be I think it's important that we give our audience a little bit of backstory about where we're going, uh, where where our campaigns are. But a little bit of backstory for that moment right there is that Farron, Daniel's character and Bass, Kendall's character, were they're okay. They're on this ship and it has a magical ball of awesomeness of ancient energy that control the ships and help all that stuff. Um, so they were all attuning to this ball to try to get, like, help it move faster. And Bast and Farron, while they were doing that, um, got a vision of basically the weave of magic. Because in my world, uh, magic, it's a very normal thing, but I, I really like the idea of the magic being like a weave of, like, a carpet, a tapestry, uh, all flowing together. And that's what gives people their, um, each spell cast is another addition to the tapestry itself, creating this beautiful artwork of of magic. And what I had was that it showed it showed this weave of magic and both of them can slowly see it beginning to tear apart as if magic itself was like tearing apart. So Daniel's character Farron being a devoted cleric of Myth Myth Mistra who is the mother of the weave was just also super concerned about this and that's why he stayed on the boat 
and is contacting Mr. and trying to just figure out what's going on so that, you know, you guys don't lose the flipping magic and all that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I will say, the events of Wednesday night group, whatever happens in the next few sessions, could be catastrophic for both of your guys' campaigns. So pray they do well. All right. Because if not, GG no re. Hey, it's all right. We'll just unleash a dragon deity and that will just destroy all of us. Yeah. That's, that's the plot of our, of our campaign. <laughs> they're literally trying to stop the ancient god Bahamain, the creator dragon of the whole entire world, from coming back. Actually, the whole entire universe is where he is. Oh, so they're dealing with Bahamain, and then we've got Tiamat. You guys are just next to the seal of Tiamat. You guys aren't, like, oh, yeah. specifically, but yeah, you guys are right there. And Tiamat is the daughter, like, the direct daughter of Bahamain. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I'll let you angry. think about that. No. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Oh, she got you there. My bad, my bad, my bad. Any other stuff? We are at 46 minutes. Any other I do moments? Have, yes. I have one. Talking about this old group that I used to play with is just reminding me of a bunch of stuff that happened. Um, my friend was DMing this time, and she was doing like a... Alice in Wonderland meets Haunted Circus-esque type of setting. And we went into one of the circus tents and there were trained lions in there. And we were like, oh, this is going to be so fun. But then they started attacking us. So me and another player had killed one of them. And after we killed it, she stopped initiative and she turned on this like really sad music and then described us killing this lion in the other lion's perspective and i actually cried it made me cry and we had to end the session early oh my gosh yeah oh my goodness <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's yeah, evil so i know thanks for the idea Looking yeah. back on it now, it was so funny, but in the moment, awful. Traumatize your players, all DMs out there. I'm a, I'm, I've said it before, all DMs are sadist. Yeah, it's we, true. We thrive on suffering. Uh-huh. Sam, do you have any more? Nothing that comes to mind. This is getting me really excited to play more one-shots and get further into the Kerrigan campaign, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And can we just say, come January, end of January or February, whenever we start the mini campaign for the podcast. Oh, I'm bro, so excited. Have we I, announced that yet? Hey, everyone. Coming <laughs> soon. TM. To everyone. A mini, I think we've talked about it a little bit. A mini campaign. We'll release the new name of that stuff and kind of the theme. We'll do like a little trailer for it before it starts i will be dming they have already created their characters we have put a lot of work into this to make it as entertaining and fun of you for you guys i am so excited i was dead set on making it part of kerrigan and kind of like the back lore of kerrigan but for some reason the setting it currently is would not leave my brain so i have played games i've read books i have done so much research into this genre and what we're going for that it is going to be in my opinion probably one of the coolest um campaigns i think anyone uh you guys will have played you guys will have listened to um it will be super exciting and if it does well who knows maybe we'll make a source book out of it i can't wait to be a new york cop a new york <laughs> cop hey i can't do it what about a Wisconsin cop? Hey! Oh, hey, honey. Oh, uh, you just need to... Oh, hey there. Oh, hey there, buddy. Brady, Brady, you just need to say Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, hey Tony. Tony. There you go. You got it's it. Your... I'm walking here. Yeah, there you go. That wasn't that good. I'll cut that part. 
<laughs> no, keep it in. Keep it in. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be super exciting. Uh, look for more information on that in the coming weeks. Um, we're all very excited for that. Um, any other memory? Actually, I let me share one. I keep going. I have one, and it's again the first campaign. Talking about this has made me really, really want to play, um, a, a character again because it's so. There is such a difference between playing your character. And being the DM. I like being the DM because I like being a know-it-all and I know everything. And I also hate the anxiety you get as a player not knowing everything and not knowing what's going to happen. Like, it literally makes me so anxious. But I want to be a... I remember... Um, it was... What had happened? Oh, okay. After... I had talked about we um, killed those 30 pirates. The reason we went to get those 30 pirates is go fight in this pirate cove was because one of our friends um, on the ship, when, when he came to this island, this original island, the island of Cholt, it was, uh, we came on a boat, we got captured by the boat, um, by people on the boat, and there's this little kid on board with us. And here comes the theme again, guys. Um, and when we got to the island, we had no idea where the little kid was. Like, they had taken him somewhere else. We were dropped off to die in the middle of a jungle and we eventually figured out where the little kid was. So we went to this pirate cove, killed the 30 pirates and saved the little kid. Now, one of our characters, her name was Maeve. She, one of our characters in the party, her name was Maeve. She had a daughter who we had found earlier, but in order to get that child back, basically the guy who was running this like, operation was like all right bring that kid that you know and we will switch and i'm over here my character's like no we, do, we can't do that that's so wrong like we can find another way to get your your daughter out but she was like no we are doing this because that's my whole goal to find my only daughter so then it started to create major cracks in the party because we had no idea like we knew that Maeve was going to give this child away, but me and my the other two, two people in our group were like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And so it just started really become cracks in our party. And just the dynamic of that was so crazy and so fun um, to play. And then eventually, sadly, we stopped playing all because of me. Honestly, I feel bad. I wish we were still playing that group, but... It, I, I would love to know how that story would end. Maybe I'll have to talk to um, Landon, my DM, uh, about how he had that going out. But it was such a fun moment. And just that dynamic of the group after that was so, so interesting to run and play in. That's about all I can think of with my memorable moments so far. I was supposed to be writing these down. I didn't. It's we like got a... caught up in the moment. <laughs> we, were we were caught up in the, the moment. <laughs> Fantastic. D&D, everyone. Any, any final comments? Hey, who knows? Maybe six months from now, we'll be sitting down and doing another one of these. And we'll be crying because everyone will be crying. I don't know why. Just because. Because we'll be dead. Everyone bring your, uh, bring your crying moment to the table. <laughs> Has anyone had, like, obviously we've heard... Haley's uh, moment, you know, with the lion, the Haley's moment with her character dying. Any other moments that have really brought you guys like to super strong emotions, like tears or fear or anything like that? Meeting Mop Kid was definitely a tears of joy moment. <laughs> um, um, go for it. I just, I've definitely felt despair when my character feels despair because you're really good at just crushing the hope out of us i don't know bit. if that's a good yeah, thing you're such a, <laughs> you're such a bummer dude what the heck yeah like what the heck i've definitely felt that despair with her i've never like brought i've never been brought to tears but maybe that's because i'm a broken human being i don't know do you guys feel like wednesday night uh, the Wednesday night group, you guys, there was a moment where there was a lot of losses. There wasn't a lot yeah. of wins. Do you feel like you've had more of that, more wins recently? 
Yes, but not in a like in a way where it's just, oh, you had your loss period, now's your win period. I feel like we're slowly earning uh the strength that we need to have more wins, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like unearned wins. We I think it's dumb. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Um if you guys don't know. We've mentioned before, Kendall, Kendall is an author. And so I, I talked to her a lot about like storytelling and just trying to get better at my storytelling because I know that she's a good, good storyteller. Um, so I was talking about why I don't like Marvel or some other things. And she basically told me it was just like, it's because all those victories are unearned. Yeah. Um, most of the victories. We don't say all on Marvel or other shows. And I was just like, that's such a good point because... In a lot of stories, a lot of modern day stories, it's just kind of, oh, it's over. Everything happens and it's good. Happy, happy, happy. You had a year one pep talk and it's over. And like nothing really happened because of that. So I've really tried to implement in my storytelling the earning your victories and instead of just having them handed to you on a silver platter. And I think that's where yeah. you guys are going towards in the Molewood Bluffs. You guys are working towards um, defeating stopping this ritual hopefully i'm not gonna say whether or not you I, I don't have i have a plan for you guys defeating it and for you guys not defeating it like i have not set in like you guys set in stone what happens there is no set way so your path you are on a very great campaign what is it the a big choice for the campaign coming up um crossroads a huge major crossroads for your guys's campaign and honestly, the world in and of itself, like, if you, I will say, if you stop the ritual, you stop the ritual. If you don't stop the ritual, you don't stop the ritual, which is a cataclysmic, like, problem that will come because of that. Because you guys know the stakes that is at hand right now. So I'm hoping I can help you guys kind of build up that hope and drive that you guys can win and stop this so that you guys have the drive to keep going forward. Um, and eventually you guys will, there, there, I have things set up for that for you guys. And I hope you guys are excited for that. And Monday Night Group, I hope you're excited for, I mean, you guys literally got Vecna dropped on you, the hand of Vecna and uh, dropped on you guys last session. Oh, whoops. Like, oh God, I forgot about that. Screaming, I didn't. Crying, throwing up. The Hand of Vecna, for those who don't know, is like the most iconic D&D &D artifact uh, of all times. Vecna is like the most iconic D&D &D, uh, villain. He's this ancient arch lich um, that has been around, I think, basically since the beginning of D&D. &D. And uh, one of the, his, the artifact is his hand. And one of the people they met now has his hand engraved on himself. Uh, like it is his hand now, so... It's it's pretty pretty insane what the, you guys will go through now as well. I don't think it's as a campaign uh, crossroads as it is, but it will be it'll be interesting what allies you make and what allies you don't make in the next few sessions. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, if there's nothing else, I think we're gonna end it there. So, any any final comments? I love D&D. &D. It's so much fun. It is very fun. Agreed. Even more fun when you read the player's handbook. Amen. Uh, it's going to ruin it for me because I'm going to be a, <laughs> such a stickler for rules. It's going to ruin the creative magic for me. Hey, there's only one rule that needs to matter, okay? The DM is always right. Standing. Oh, oh that works too. too. Yeah. <laughs> but also just we're, be rule of cool. That's the biggest rule. Heck yeah. Rule of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, D and D, we've said it before. We will say it again, again is an opportunity for you and your friends to sit down and tell epic adventures. You could tell, I could feel it, and I was part of it that we really, really were passionate and loved all of the things and all of the memories that we just shared. Even just the one shots, we absolutely loved, and those are memories that will last for us forever. We'll probably be making jokes about a giant dire turkey years and years to come and then we'll be making jokes about Kariah mary for years to years and come and the halloween one shot with mud growing to gigantic size 
and being able to just kill people that fast and just all of that, all of that, we will be talking about for years to come. That's what D&D is all about, is tell, tell epic adventures with your friends so that you can have these memories that you can cherish and you can eventually tell loved ones later down the line and, and whatever it may be. So thank you guys all for coming out. That's the end of the episode, but we now have our little outro stuff. So appreciate you guys a ton. We're going to really read off the last outro, the, the uh, oh, what are they called? The polls and stuff, some questions to that. So for um, the Christmas market brawl or Christmas one shot, we asked the question, um, have you enjoyed the monthly one shots? And Nate and eight said, y'all's love of D&D and get away cat you're standing in the way y'all's love of D&D and playing together makes me want to play more wish I had a group like y'all and Nate you're right we're the, we're an amazing group what can I say all right we're fantastic we're fantastic yeah, we're, so we're so fantastic all so right Nate oh my gosh hey, um, one day soon though you'll get a group of your own and you'll make memories and have a lot of fun mm-hmm I know, Nate, we've talked a little bit because, you know, you're, you're actually one of my friends and I appreciate that a ton that you watch as, and listen as much as you do. Um, it seems like you, you have a lot of awesome ideas uh, and you'll be able to be way better than any of us because of all your ideas that you said. Uh, for the polls for Christmas Market Brawl, we asked, who was your favorite character? Um, my character had zero. Thanks, guys. I uh, appreciate you guys a ton. Uh, we killed you too fast. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Audrey had one, which was Haley's character. Haley, was that you? Who went and did Oof, that? No comment. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. Oh, really? I think I voted for Sam's character. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that just changed. It it did because I checked just before we recorded. So. And, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Raymond <laughs> Hunter's character had two, and Sam's character, Little Orphan John, had four. So as those, he deserves. As he deserves. And then we're going to do the monks as well. Um, monks, we asked, what did you think of this episode? And then Nate also said, can you all spend some time talking about what a D&D villain would look like for, from uh, each character class? I think that would be a great Ooh. way to show both sides of classes' abilities. I think that would be awesome. We could we could do an episode about that and just talk about D&D villains. Or, and we can do social media stuff about that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like maybe do some like Disney, like I won't say Disney, but villains in movies and shows that are, would be like this. I don't know. We, we will workshop that stuff out as well. Um, let's see. Let's do one more. We'll do, it's all about feats, okay? The Q&A we had for that one was from our good old friend, Daniel. I love the feat Elemental Adept. The question was, what are some of your favorite feats and why? I love the feat Elemental Adept. To automatically remove a resistance is pretty powerful, as well as never rolling a one on a die for it. It's niche towards one damage type, but still fun to flavor. Interesting. So, I, that was one I looked at as well. Elemental Adept would be, it's a very, like you said, niche one to deal with, but it'd be a lot of fun to do. Um, guys, make sure you guys are putting all your inputs. We read these a lot. We appreciate all of them. Whenever we do our little meetings to get together, we will go over, we usually go over the week's polls and question and answers. And we'll, we'll be doing this a little bit more and reading um, them on the stream. Not the stream, because I, I, it's not a stream. The podcast. Um, we, we also could stream it. We, we could, could stream eventually. That's where we would One like day. to go. Uh, also, I know this episode is coming out a few days after New Year's, but we want to wish everyone a happy New Year, and we want to thank you guys for such a successful launch in twenty in, in July of this year. Um, we say it again, and again. I don't think any of us were expecting the podcast to be as popular as it is. Uh, so we appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, anyone else have anything to say about that? Looking forward to 2024. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, we can't. You're you're both fired. We can't wait to see what 2024 has has in store for us. Uh, We have a lot of things planned. It's gonna be awesome. Um, Make sure to always check out our social medias. Haley and Kendall are putting in work for this stuff, uh, both on Instagram and TikTok at Beyond the Tavern Wall. 
if you have any suggestions for episodes, comments, questions you want to ask us, um, beyond the tavern wall at gmail.com. If you, if you know us personally and want to text us, that's fine too. Uh, mom and my sister, thank you. I actually really like when my family texts me and they're like, what about this in D&D? Uh, after our Bards episode, my sister texted me and was like, ooh, what if I made a serial killer bard using the College of Whispers? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You no. don't you worry about that during your family get-togethers. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate when you guys uh, reach out to us. We do read the emails as well. Um, and the side quest for the podcast. Who wants to give that? If not, I have one. Go, for Go ahead, it. buddy. Share the podcast with someone who you want to make memories playing D&D with. Aww. Who you would want to start you. Thanks, Hunter. Anytime. Anyone you would like to play in a campaign with, um, whether it's metaphorically you want to play with them or you really do want to start a campaign with them. We want to make sure that you guys are getting in and having these memories like we are. So share the, this podcast with those you want to have memories with. Um, if there's nothing else, let's say our goodbyes, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.